All right, here we are, raw and real heart to heart conversations. It is March 24th. How already is a quarter, yeah, a quarter of the year gone. I am Marjorie Chapman talking to Don Farley. And here we are again. And I'm pretty sure right about now is our anniversary of this. It actually, it was March 19th. I okay. looked yesterday. March 19th was the first time that we um, produced, right? That we actually had something that existed out in the world. Nice. So yeah, yep. so that was between last, episode. last episode and this one. We are now officially a year old. Yay. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. <laughs> awesome. Ah. Uh, so how are you, my friend? Woo! So it's been a ride, right? And um, update everybody. So I volunteered to watch a friend's dog. Um, and, you know, I've had dogs all my life. So it, it didn't occur to me that there would be a big issue. And this was significantly more than I could handle. And... Um, a whole bunch of learning, like a whole world of learning. So I'll be, you know, concise-ish and be able to create the whole picture. Because um, the first thing that I discovered, first thing that I discovered was what a charge I got out of telling the story. Like, I was like, and can you believe? And oh my God, and what, like the head was going, my body was rocking. I was like, I, all the energy, the dopamine, the endorphins were going. I was like, yeah, telling this story, right? <laughs> By the third time that I told somebody the story of all that had, had ensued, I was like, whoa, I get really lit up. Like, you know. <laughs> so I got to see that. That was that was first and foremost. So that's why I say I'm going to be concise because there isn't like a story. Yeah. So I did not get clear. I didn't meet the dog. I did not get clear about, you know, we've talked about responsibility. So here's where I got my power back. Just to don't put that ever in. agree to watch somebody's dog for two weeks when, you know, you haven't met them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lesson one, right? Lesson one. <laughs> And, um, I, I, you know, it's been, there's a couple of times now that I have misheard and, and done funny things with dates. So I'm checking that out because I really had it that it was like Tuesday to Thursday, like three or four days. And I was like, oh, I could totally do that. And it turned out it was 10 and which, there was, which if you had actually really stopped to think about <sighs> the likelihood of her going to Guatemala. <laughs> Right, you Just know. Going to say that <laughs> Nashville, maybe, <laughs> but Guatemala. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know. I obviously wasn't putting things together, so you know what I saw was like, oh, I can be helpful. That. Right, right. We do that. We don't actually bring logic into <laughs> some of our decisions. <laughs> no, ma'am, and that's like the second time that that's been like that, like major, like that. So checking that out and that's actually, you know, I mean, that's certainly something to check out and completely secondary to all the, right? right. So, um, and so for clarity, so this, this dog is an actual, it's a six month old Pitbull Australian something mix. And um, the dog has separation anxiety. 
the dog because did not leave my side. Pit mix is is already going to be a handful, and then you throw in separation anxiety. And totally, mo- the the two common Australian dogs in the U.S. are uh, Australian Shepherds are definitely the the top one. They are bred to herd sheep, and then. My rescue is a blue healer, also known as an Australian cattle dog, which in the name bred to herd cows. Got to be pretty damn stubborn and smart to live herding cows, right? So right. Both, both dogs, incredibly intelligent dogs. Pities are, you know, not known for their stupidity either. No. All of them are known for being bullheaded. And pit bulls are very loving, like really loving and very committed and very, um, I mean, you know, that's part of their qualities, right? Like that, that's why they do make great family dogs. Yeah. I think all of them really are known for being loving too. So, but, but (laughs) they're also all high energy dogs too. Yeah. (laughs) And I live a fairly sedentary life. Right. To the point where, I mean, I was so ultimately without getting all story, um, this dog took over my life. One hundred percent. There was not a move I could make without considering this animal. Like it hated its crate. It was not officially crate trained. So it hated its crate. And it actually scared me a little bit because there were a couple of times where I thought that this this poor thing was going to get mad at me and snap. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, on top of that, I have a roommate. We all know that you know I've got a roommate who does not like dogs. I mean, he tolerates dogs, oh, but he does not like dogs. That part does not like dogs. So and he then was not going to jump in and help for sure. <laughs> no, no, there was no. He was no. not going to walk him. He was not going to. No, 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 no. None of that was going to happen. He was going to tolerate the dog and to the point where he didn't even come down for coffee a couple of mornings. He was just like, I'm, I'm, he just got dressed upstairs and left the house. He's like, I'm out. So, you know, and there's already tension in the house just in general, you know, just there's been some things. So, um, yeah. Wow. So it was, you know, what it looked like was me getting up immediately in the morning, getting this dog out the door, walking for 30 minutes, coming back, letting it eat. Then it wanted to play for 30 minutes. Then it wanted to go back out for a long while. Like the, Every, every waking moment was about this dog and I could not sit on the couch because it would be all over on top of me and right. Like no matter what I did. And, um, so the lessons, some people I've heard, right? Like there's D O G. And then if you flip it, it's G O D. So it's like the lessons that God source universe is providing me. And I am hard headed. Like I'm going to own take responsibility for that the universe is like, okay, I know that I've got to beat you over the head and smoosh your face in stuff for you to get it, for you to see things, right? So, and I called you at one point, just like, ah, freaking out, right? And so here's yep. here's the, the, the lesson from the DOG, G-O-D. I was raised with four adults giving me their full attention all the time. I don't know any different. That's how I taught people how to treat me. I saw myself reflected in this dog 
as if it were a mirror. I'm home. I'm here. Love me. Give me attention. What are you doing? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? How do you want to, what, how, do you want me to eat a bone for a little while and you can, and then, okay. And I mean, it was like, oh, that's what it's like to be with me sometimes because that is my experience. Like that's, I'm like codependent, separation anxiety, like all that was like, poof, smashed in my face. Now add to that. Again, just like the puppy, six months old, I don't know any difference. This, this dog doesn't know any different and it doesn't understand. Yep. And while I can see it clearly across all of my relationships, the most recent one is the most blaring. So it's not like that's the only experience I've had. But when my current roommate, former boyfriend and I got together, it was flame. It was hot. It was heavy. It was intense we if we weren't together we wanted to be together and it i mean really like we just meshed immediately and i for me my experience was ah i finally found my mate my match mm. right like oh this is what i've been looking for i finally found someone who gets me and is willing right like you know and as that person started to want to have his own life and his own time and his own and not be enmeshed, I ramped up, yep. right? Like, give me, give me more. What do I need to do? It must be about me. I must be wrong. There must be something wrong with me. Let me fix me. If I only did this, right? Like what would, what does a child do when it's crying? and it doesn't get what it needs. It cries louder and starts to hiccup and then starts to get sick. And then, right, like, I mean, it's just gonna ramp it up until it gets its needs met. Right. And I went, wow, that's exactly what's happening with this dog, which is exactly what I was experiencing as this person started to move away from me. And I went, oh, there it is. That's the piece that I've been struggling with all this time we met i had my own life ish when he and i met so it wasn't even an issue right and then when i was no longer working for redkin like it wasn't you know that wasn't my the other half of my life i really didn't have much of a life and then go into covid for two years <laughs> right like you know oh yay we're we're trapped in this house i have him all to myself for two years like and he's like, yeah, no, I, I want to be able to sit in my room by myself and not wonder what you are or what, like that. And I'm like, Mur? <laughs> well, then give me a bone to chew on. Give me something to do and tell me when you'll be done. Like, when is it my time again? Right? Like, and I went, wow. So I, I apologized. Like I owned it. Not like I apologized, like I did something wrong because I didn't. But I acknowledged that that was there, and I called to you to the dog to, to the to my my former boyfriend now roommate. <laughs> I was just wondering, sorry, which, yeah. which of the two men in your life at that time, yes. <laughs> boys? <laughs> Definitely, the dog was not a man, but yeah, no, but yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, I yeah, I cleaned it up with him, if you will, right? Like sometimes acknowledging what's there make such a difference and it's like we talked about before the recreation 
like when you can really share with somebody what maybe it was like for them and right, like there's, oh, you know, and there really was. So all that tension we've been experiencing over the last two weeks just like disappeared. It was literally like, nice. Right. And he really got that. I got what that's like, you know, and what I've been like to be around and what I can see and, you know, just for clarity for the audience. So when I worked for Redkin, my job was to be an educator. So what I would do was I, my, in, my purpose in the world was to go to salons and speak to them. So like on stage, getting all the attention from my learners, right? And then my bosses would be calling me, I need, and then like other people, I need you, I want you, I need you, I want you, I need you, right? So there's that constant, Yeah. I need you, I want you. And I, I looked in the mirror the other day and I went, I wanted to be wanted and needed. Holy crap. This dog wanted and needed me like nobody's business. Ew, I really don't want to be wanted and needed like that. Right? Yeah. You know, holy moly. So, man, it was just, it was really huge. And there was supposed to be a person that was coming to, to take this dog. And, uh, you know, there was like, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow. They wouldn't nail anything down. You know, they wouldn't confirm. Well, <laughs> God source universe strikes again. When I got that and I shared it and I shared it with a couple of other people as well. And I shared it with a dear friend of ours because it showed up with me being around her kids. I, I struggled to be around her with her children because I couldn't get her attention at all. Right. Like, and it, it bugs me out and it has nothing to do with her or her kids. It was all about me. So when I cleaned that up with her, like as I started to clean it up with people and acknowledge that was there, what happened? that lady reached out and picked up the dog the next day. So the dog was gone Monday afternoon. And I am left going, okay, what needs to now shift with that learning, right? Because it's not like you just learn something, you know, that's just an insight. Like, oh, here I am, right? How do you actually ongoingly? So I need to create, there's nothing wrong with me wanting attention and wanting to be wanted and wanting to be needed. I can be responsible for it now. So what does that look like? So now it's creating, getting those needs met as an adult, as a responsible yes. adult, right? And, you know, how can I, I have that show up? And I'm really committed. Why did I add really? I'm committed that the next relationship that I move into will be a parallel will be, I have my life, you have your life, and our lives come together when they come together. And it's not an enmeshing. And right. it could be an enmeshing, right? Like, I mean, it, you know, but like powerfully owned, responsibly, here's what this is going to look like. I really like the two of us getting up in the morning, planning our day together, and then we each go do our day, and then we come back at the end of the day, and then, we, you know, and being in full communication about... I really like to eat dinner with you every night and I really want to know what you're up to every day. Like I like that experience of teamwork, team and partnership. Yep. You know, and those conversations are so important. You know, the, the guy that I dated, um, before Dave, uh, 
he would spend, you know, he, he didn't really care whether or not he slept in bed with me, right? So nine times out of 10, really, he was in the basement, you know, watching TV and fell asleep on the couch. It's really important for me that my partner is next to me. You know, I wanna, I wanna go to sleep with him there. Sometimes that doesn't happen, but I definitely wanna wake up, you know, like I want there at least to be some connection at one end or the other of sleep, yep. uh, pref- preferably both, right? Yep. And, you know, those are the conversations we don't have initially. Mm-mm. I mean, I, I think I think when you're dating, when you're older, you do <laughs> because you you already know some of those things are important, but they're they're so critical. Yeah, um, because they do make such a big difference. Um, you know, my ex-boyfriend, my my very first boyfriend, you know, like when I was 15, um, he and I are still friends. We talked somewhat recently and we were talking about that for him he and his girlfriend they go for days without talking to each other and that works for both of them yeah exactly your face that was that was mine I'm like, I'm like hell no like, oh no i expect at the very least you know some text messages throughout the day at the very least if i'm not oh yeah you know, in the same house as somebody you know, of course, now it's easy. My husband and I both work from home. So right. when one of us wants to see the other person, we just go find them. Um, and, you know, usually that works out very well. And we still send each other little text messages sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, for us, that's a match. You know, we both need and, and want and do that. Um, but, you know, if I was dating my ex, that would drive me crazy because I wouldn't probably hear from him. Right. Yeah. No, that doesn't work for me. Like I, I want to know that, that in the morning and at night and one or two during the day, just like check in touch base. How are you? You good? You having a good day? You know, thinking of you something. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's absolutely, you know, our, our, um, our mutual coaching friend had me do that exercise where I just wrote down, what do I want? Like what, what's important to me? What's the value to me? Right? Like, you know, does it matter to me? It matters to me that the sink is totally clean before I go to bed mm. at night. Mm-hmm. All the dishes are, you know, managed and all that, that matters to me or it does it, you know? So right. it's, it's little things like that. And it does, it really, you know, I get really clear that it, it matters to me that you want to touch base in the morning. I want to be, and I want you to be, you are the last thought that I have at night and that I'm thinking about you and you're thinking about me during the day. Exactly. And I think you, you touched on, Oh, I lost it. <laughs> you touched on something earlier. You named something earlier that fits right in with this. <laughs> it was like right there. It ran as soon out of as I head. started to talk. It was gone. Oh, that was it. Um, that. So, so for example, me dating my ex-boyfriend, I would end up feeling like I was doing something wrong, right? That I was needy, that I was, you know, that I should be more independent, that I should be more, you know, whatever, more or less, right? But, um, but that's the downfall that 
you know, some of that, yes, absolutely. When we can discover that thing that's running, like you just described, then, then it busts it wide open and it's not controlling us anymore. But some yep. of it really is just personality differences and, and needs and desires and priorities. Right. And, right. and when we're with the wrong partner, I think we, we often end up second guessing ourselves and, and making ourselves wrong and looking for where, you know, where, where we can fix something. Oh yeah. Because we're present to the lack of connection, right? We're present to the, the bumps. Um, and from my experience, usually it's only one person in the relationship that yeah. it's not working for. Well, what, what's interesting, and I'm, I'm seeing something that's, per, that's hanging out back over here, so maybe talking about this, it might you know, come to, to light, but there's a peripheral conversation. So it was like that when Josh and I first got together. Mm. And it was like that when, you know, I mean, I can see, you know, prior boyfriends, it was like that, you know, and that was, so what I'm looking at is it changed at some point. It shifted. And I don't know about all the other ones. I haven't completely, you know, gotten the full picture of all the other ones. But I do know that it, there was a point where that started to shift, where it was and like what's the that the 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 communication and the wanting mm. to be together and the right like you know right morning, you were you were on the same page we and were then, on the same page and then we weren't yeah perfect thank you for that yep and and then when it starts to change for me what did i do wrong that i that that's no longer that then way it change right that it changed right like we used to be like this now what the peripheral is hmm my mom very clearly when my mom and her and my dad first got together my dad didn't want to do anything without her he brought her everywhere he they went out all the time they i mean you know right and she's what she shares with me is after they got married, that all stopped. And he told her, well, I got you now. I don't need to try to get you anymore. Oh, ouch. And that's her recollection, right? Because right. some of the personal development work that I'm doing right now is, is going back to my, my youth. Where did these you know, memories occur and how are they impacting my present? Right. So clearing that up. So I hear that, I mean, that was really present my whole life too. That was the conversation that happened my whole life is that don't get used to it. It's going to change. Right. And, you know, my mom says that, well, I think maybe because I got fat, I didn't get, go back to skinny after I had you. Yeah. Right. Cause she was a twig, she so was 90 many, pounds. So many women struggle with that yep yeah yeah so it's like i'm i can see that i'm going into you know i've got a five-year about you know in general except for my marriage i've got a, like a five-year you know cutoff time that's usually when my relationships fall the hell apart and i'm right you know that's right where we were about that five-year mark where it started to kind of go south and that's you know i can see that that's right there when like the um that heated um, eros kind of love starts to wane and reality starts to come in and unless you're intentional about 
keeping what matters to you alive that, you know, but it, it's not sustainable. Like I don't have love is sustainable. It doesn't, I have no evidence that that looks that way in my world. It's like, yeah. nope, it's meant to be a five-year cycle and, and, and I'm meant to get my heart broken. Like I'm walking into falling in love knowing that this is going to hurt on the end. But right now it feels amazing. I've got, I'm going to have great memories and it like beautiful. It's going to be amazing and it's going to hurt. Like I just own it now. Mm. That's what it looks like for me now. It's like, you know, yeah. Five years to five years. Cool. So. That's interesting. To check out. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, five years is, is a long relationship. And I think most people would argue that, that that kind of heated love fizzles much faster than five years. You know, like yeah. the honeymoon phase is considered, you know, your, your, your newlyweds for the first two years. Yeah. And that's, I think, the same kind of love, right? Is that, right. that newlywed. Um, and, you know, I'm just, I'm over here just really present to a, a, I'm sad for you, right? Like, I'm sad for you that you go into relationships anticipating the end. And, you know, the work that we do would say you're creating that end. Yeah. Right. That you're subconsciously at about five years, you're subconsciously sabotaging it. Yeah. Because that's your rule. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. And what if it wasn't? Yeah. Yeah. There's that weird, like, um, like, I hope it's not. And I want to be prepared for the worst. Yeah. And I want to be conscious of, walking in eyes wide open and I hope it's not true and mm, history tells me <laughs> right right like but, but hoping doesn't win no ever no <laughs> hope right? I've actually discovered is kind of a, a bit of a, a four-letter word if you will <laughs> it can be a little bit of a four-letter word yeah yeah yeah, because generally when we're hoping it's because something else is running the show and we know something else is running the show and, you know, we're, the hope is that it could possibly not be the way we're already certain it's going to be. Yeah. Right. You're already certain it's going to end at five years and wouldn't that be nice if it didn't, but it's going to. Right. The, the, but it's going to is always going to be the period at the end of it. Right. Like, and that's the difference between hoping and dreaming and wishing and wishing and actually creating our lives and actually getting out of the way, whatever's in the way, you know, identifying that thing that's in our blind spot, like you did so beautifully. I mean, I know it didn't feel beautiful at the time, but you, you really, you 
I, I just, when you called me this week, I was so blown away by how quickly you went from just, I mean, when you called, you were exasperated. I mean, you, there were, there were tears in your voice and you were, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like I was picturing you with like chunks of hair pulled out. <laughs> and that's what it where felt you like. Were. And by the end of that conversation, you were already starting to unpack this, oh, the dog is me sort of stuff. And it just, it's amazing to me how, how well you do that. Like you are very coachable to you. Right. It's not even to another coach. It's not, you know, to me, it's, it's yourself, right? Like you are, are, are very talented at coaching yourself and, and looking, you know, most people are, don't have that kind of muscle, even, you know, long-term coaches to actually stop and just question everything for themselves. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really, it's a remarkable trait that you have and and I love being around it because you know it has me then look a little more than than I would normally yeah so thank you for that and hopefully you know hopefully that's true for our listeners as well (laughs) I mean look it 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 takes something and it's also when I shared because I I called my mom too and I shared this with her and she's like sweetie you have never ever listened to anyone about anything nobody from when you were little she's like i never remember you if i would tell you don't do that i'm your mother trust me right i either had to completely explain the whole thing to you of why i was a little why girl i was like but why but why i don't understand i need to understand why 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 and she said if i didn't give you the full picture and you didn't like really get it like oh i understand thank you she's like you had to go do it for yourself to just see what would happen like you had to know and experience the consequence and i think it was so that that i could decide whether or not i was willing to endure the consequence of the action was like oh well i can handle a skin knee Right. So I'm going to go do that thing because that's really fun. And the, the payoff, you know, far outweighs the risk. Like I can handle a busted knee. No big deal. Right. Like it, it was like that. Like I needed to, to actually have the experience. I didn't trust anybody from when I was little. Yeah. Right. Like that's, you know. Will you turn so I can see your profile? Just turn to the side. Oh. Huh. It's more sloped than I thought. So um, I've t- you can turn back. I-, I told you about, I've talked to you about face language, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm having a good time with it now. For those of you that are listening, I'm making faces at her with raising my eyebrows. <laughs> my, you know, anyway. Getting really close to the camera. Yep. Um, <laughs> face language. <laughs> so f- face language, it's got a lot of different names, but basically they've, they've connected uh, personality traits to, uh, facial features. Okay. And so what I was looking at was your forehead, uh, generally speaking, 
women have more uh, vertical foreheads and men have more sloped back. But okay. yours, yours, is, yours is somewhere in between. So just for, for an extreme example, my dad, man, my dad's forehead is like 45 degree angle. Like it's- Wow. It's really, really sloped back. And my mom's is like practically, you know, tilted forward, which okay. I've never seen in anybody else. So, so to use them as an example. So my mom asks questions and won't make a move until she knows everything. Like all of her questions are answered. My dad, the slope back, is, you know, give me the bare minimum. If I want more, I'll come back to you and ask. So you can see how <laughs> my mother and my father having those very extreme traits and, and they live them. Like I remember being in Germany with my parents right after I learned about the forehead stuff. And I actually emailed my coach and I was like, tell me again what the foreheads are because I think I'm witnessing it here, you know? <laughs> Because my dad gets so frustrated with my mother because she asks so many questions and why can't we just get to it? Actually, that part of it, that's probably why yours is more slope than I was expecting. Uh -huh. <laughs> ah. You were asking the questions, but I bet if other people were volunteering the information, you probably would get impatient. Oh, uh, look, immediately. <laughs> one of the one of the biggest frustrations when I ask a question, I only want the answer. I don't want a whole lot there of, it is. of there it is. like information. And Josh and I, I can't tell you, we go round and round because I'll be like, will you be home for dinner? And what he he doesn't respond yes or no. He gives me, well, I need to do this. And then there's that. And then there might be this and la, la, la. And then he wonders why I don't remember anything. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you didn't give me an answer to grab onto. You gave me all of this information. Now all I have is this like, you know, fluff ball of stuff that now I have to sort through all the crap that you gave me to get to the nugget that I needed. I'm like, just answer my question. You can give me all the other information that you want after, but answer my question first so, so that, that I can, can lock that in. And tune the rest out. <laughs> right, or, you know, right. Like the whole, yes, I, I just answer the damn question. <laughs> so that, that's the slope back, for sure, no question. Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> that's so great. <laughs> Yeah. So, so that's a beautiful example of Perfect. both, both sides, right? You know, you asking all the questions, making sure you have all the information before you make the, the decision. However, it's gotta be on your terms. <laughs> that's yeah. Really like answer the question that you're asked. Don't give me all the other stuff around it or anything like, and I'm asking in a specific way to like, so that my brain can fill in the holes. You volunteering all that extra information doesn't fill in the holes that I have. Yeah, that's me yeah. and my daughter. Like, I mean, I was late to the call because of exactly right. that. <laughs> I just, <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to make sure you were awake. That's all. <laughs> I need to, I need to, I need to go. I really need to go. I know, yep. but <laughs> no, no, no. You don't know if you're continuing to talk. Yep. 
<laughs> but I yeah. love to give a lot of information. Yes. Right. And that and would be that would be the verticalness of your forehead. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. And it's so funny. So, um, you know, we've been with, with my boss gone, right? My boss is really affable. Like he, people love him. He is just somebody you want to be around. He's just, he's a super cool guy. And that comes across in emails. And I'm mm. like, how the hell do you do that? It takes me an hour and a half to draft an email that comes even close to the kindness and, you know, generosity that he, but it's also firm. I mean, there isn't, you know, you're not gray about anything either. And I respond in like straight communication. They ask a question, I give them the answer. That's all. Like, cause yeah. that's how I want to be communicated with. Right. And my boss is like, um, do you get that that comes off as totally bitchy? I'm like, <laughs> I can see that, but. I'm just answering their question. Why do I have to give them all this fluff? Why do I have to be like, hi, how are you? It's so great to hear from you. Thank you so much. What an amazing question that you asked. Let me take a few minutes and answer that for you. What? <laughs> I like, I, I'm in the back of my throat, like gagging. I'm like, oh my God. It's such syrup and it's, pro you know, it's customer service and whatever, but right. you know, my core is yes, no, no, yes. Like, I don't want to sincerely have a wonderful day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for all your questions. I've got other <laughs> shit I gotta do. <laughs> so funny. So, so I want to tell you what I did on Sunday. Yes. Uh, so I think I've mentioned on here, maybe, um, maybe not. So off of our bedroom upstairs is a sunroom. And um, I love, I love the sunroom. I, I was working up there, yeah. but, and Dave was working down here in the living room. But I started to notice that if I worked up there, for a couple of days in a row, I, I just had this just brain fog and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't put my finger on it. I started to worry that there were, you know, chemicals or something, you know, radon, I don't know, you know, like something sure. that, um, you know, was affecting me. And um, actually two of our friends uh, stopped by and I was walking them through, you know, sharing the house with them. And, uh, and she, and I told her about that. And I had also told her, you know, some of the things that we had ascertained about the people who had lived here. Um, it seemed like, you know, the, the man who was here watching, I think he was the caregiver for his, his mother. You know, there were, there are a lot of fistfuls in the attic, for example. Mm. And so, you know, our, best guess is you know that he was pretty unhappy and um also that there was a whole lot of smoking that happened in this house um mm. especially in the attic especially in uh isabella's room and especially isabella's bathroom um but anyway so i was i was telling her about that and she said well if there was all that negative energy you know maybe she probably sat in here and so it could be that you know if he had a lot of negative energy directed at her that that energy is you know stalled out in here 
Mm. And I was like, oh, so yes, it's toxic, but no, it's not chemical. It's energetic. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. You know, that at least made me feel better (laughs) than I was poisoning my body with some kind of chemical thing. So I reached out to this woman um, who lives in British Columbia that I had been connected with about a year ago um, from our mutual friend. Mini earthquake. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, and so uh, what she does for a living is clear ghost out of houses. And so I reached out to her, you know, she and I have, we're friends on Facebook and um, you know, I've read some of her stories. She does these beautiful, actually, I need to get on her page and see what she wrote about us, but she does these beautiful write-ups where she just, it's so, well, it's like what you were describing with your boss, but you know, like they're, they're just, there's so much heart in it and there's so much love for the ghosts that she's helping. And, um, and they're really so generous and beautiful. Um, so, so I reached out to her and she said, you know, uh, based on everything that's happening with your mother and everything, you know, I'll, I'll do it for free. Okay, great. Like I was ready Surprised to and delighted strikes again. I'll take free. No problem. Um, and I said, you know, can you do it long distance? She's like, yeah, absolutely. We can do it on a video call. So Sunday afternoon, we got on this video call and, um, and I, I told her some things um, and she, she asked some questions. Like she said, I'm getting a sense of that, that there was a bit of a, a hoarder situation there. And I said, well, you know, that doesn't surprise me. Even when the house was kind of cleaned up for showings, it's still, the garage was slam full when we looked mm. at the house. Like there was a boat in there and all kinds of other things. Um, the basement wow. had like a partially made barrel in it. Like, how long was that down there? Wow. <laughs> like, things like that. So, uh, so I was like, yeah, I could totally see there being a hoarder situation here. Sure. And she's like, and I'm, I'm picking up that, that it wasn't just the, the son who smoked, like it, the whole family did. And, um, and then she had me show her the room. And sure enough, the corner where I sit when I'm, when I'm on the love seat, uh, she said that there was a petite woman sitting there on the on a settee and she's like I don't know what that is so she looked it up and you know it's basically an an older ornate couch right ah yeah and um which also fit the the furniture that we saw in here when we looked at the house and so yeah so she started interacting she she did this beautiful just she was interacting with me and with with the ghost and uh and you know i knew the whole time which one of us she was talking to but she like never stopped talking it was it was really just this beautiful dance um come to learn that the apparently she used to have a little tree up in the sunroom and so she was reminiscing about a christmas the christmas when she got her pearls um and they were pearls from the sea, you know, so you know, kind of make sure we're not talking imitation or manufactured pearls, right? These were authentic pearls. Yeah. Um, and she asked, 
she asked Elizabeth if I was there to clean because she had asked me for a plate of nibbles and I hadn't brought her anything. And she thought perhaps, you know, that wasn't my place and that that's why I hadn't brought her anything. And wow. I said, well, you know, at one point I was actually standing on that couch cleaning the walls so I can see why, you know, she maybe thought I was there. And, and then I'm like, oh, great. And so it's Elizabeth jokes and she's like, oh, so you had your butt in her face. And I was like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, she's just interacting with this ghost. And then she, she starts saying things like, oh, and then apparently the ghost would, or the woman would sit there and drink her gin and tonic and smoke a cigarette with a, with a fancy holder. Mm. And, um, and that she smoked until she forgot to smoke. So, you know, we started speculating, well, you know, she may have had dementia or something like that. Right. Sure. Um, which would, you know, also have her kind of stuck in the past and reliving those memories. And, um, and, uh, what else was there? Oh, she had like a, apparently a fancy stand for her cigarette, you know, to ash her cigarettes into. Um, and, and so she talked to her and she said, you know, do you remember anything happening to your body? Like something different. Um, and she answered and said, yes, you know, I remember it was like a door slamming in my head. And so then, you know, Elizabeth and I were saying, well, you know, maybe it was an aneurysm or a stroke, you know, something like that would, yeah. But basically what Elizabeth explained with ghosts was that they they tend to, when they get trapped, um, I mean, I guess that's the only time they're a ghost, right? But, but that the soul basically, she didn't quite use the word disintegrate, but it sounds like it breaks down mm. until it's just sort of a, an energetic imprint in the wall, right? Okay. Like, so less visible and and she said sure. that that wasn't really the case with her, which if, if she had had dementia and, you know, didn't even really understand that she was dead. Right. Also fit. Um, so she, she basically walked her through um, crossing over and, um, and the really, the thing that really just struck <sighs> me with it was that while she was doing this, I look out the window to my backyard and it's, I don't know, four o'clock in the afternoon, five o'clock, you know, it's, it's pretty bright out still. Yeah. Um, or it is bright out still. And I'm like, what is in my yard? So I get distracted by something moving in my yard and I realize it's, it's an opossum, you know, that are usually sleeping during the day. Yeah. Definitely not walking across your yard in the middle of the nope. afternoon. Um, and it was everything in my power, you know, to control my ADD-ness, you know, squirrel. Yeah. Possum. You're possum. <laughs> but uh, so I waited until, you know, everything was crossed over. And then I told her and she said, of course, of course, we have to get a spirit animal in here, too. Um, <laughs> so I don't I don't know much about spirit animals. But one of the things I know is that when you see an animal uh, in an unusual way, right? So a nocturnal animal out during the day, um, you know, things Besides like rabies. that. Right. But here's the thing about possums. I'm pretty sure it's possums are um, immune. They don't have rabies. Oh. They actually, like, they are actually part of um, 
you know, the, the rabies vaccine and things, right? Because they have a, a natural immunity. Cool. The, other, the other thing that I love about possums that a lot of people don't know is that they eat thousands of ticks. Oh. So, you know, you want possums oh, yeah. <laughs> in your yard, especially if you've got dogs like I do. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so there was apparently this possum too. Um, I've, I've done a little bit of research into the spirit animal possum and it's all about uh, fertility and growth and, and which, you know, fits perfectly. Sure. With, you know, here we are clearing out past energies in lots of different ways and, you know, really claiming this house is ours and, and growing it and, you know, anchoring ourselves. And then she walked me through uh, grounding myself. And that was a neat experience too. So she apparently merged energy with me to have me feel what it felt like to ground. And, and then she pulled her energy away. And, and it's amazing to me, like, that this is, you know, it's, it's that whole, there is, there is really no distance and, you know, oh my goodness. I'm just thinking that. (laughs) Um, And the cool thing was like, I was like, okay, my, the sensation that I was feeling. So I, I had my hand over my heart because I just chose to do that. And I felt this warmth under my hand, like on my chest. And um, and then I started noticing my eyelids were flickering. Now, at first I thought they were just trying to open, you know, that kind of, you know, when you're trying to force them to stay shut, but they really want to open. Right. Right. And then I realized, no, my eyes were, were securely closed. It wasn't that it was something different. And then I started noticing it was like, they were pulsing. Like it was like a, it felt uh, the way I described it was Morris code. Like it, it felt like a pattern. It felt like a, huh. a repetitive you know, sort yeah. of experience and, and flashes of light. And so I mentioned that to her and she's like, Oh yeah, that's, that's the energy. That's the, the energy from the ley lines. Now ley lines, that's a term I, I only learned about a year ago. Yep. And it's basically just like your longitudinal and latitudinal lines, right? It's, it's, yep. It's invisible lines that are energetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I do know that this area has one going through it because I have a friend who reacts to them. And she said she probably wouldn't come visit because uh, she didn't mm. want to cause herself a seizure. <laughs> she, she has epilepsy. And so she. Wow. So, um, so that was fascinating. And then she's like, uh, and then she, she said, okay, I've pulled my energy out. You're on your own. And, and right before she told me that I felt a dip, right? Like, so the, the intensity dropped some and, but then it, it, it came back full force. And so I was like, okay, yeah. Like I felt, I felt that. And this is, you know, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. I am clear that this is like my next growth path is really into probably taking a Reiki class or two. Um, yeah. Uh, more and more, the more stuff that I clear out for myself, the more I'm drawn to energetic work. Um, yeah. I'm fascinated by it. Um, my left brain upbringing by two PhDs is, you know, poo-poo's it, you know, 
but it all works together i mean it all works together whenever i have whenever i have thought about any of these things it's it's a different kind of science yes and the mortal world i mean you know the the i don't want to say mortal um because it's not like immortal or immortal but the traditional world simply has not caught up to it i mean there was a time when people thought that fire was magic yeah right like it it, it just it's and it's coming not, into its time it's not even i think it's more so the western world mm. i think yep. it's more so you know north america um western europe i mean maybe but you know i i, I think I think Asian cultures are much more tapped into that, mm-hmm. um, just as a matter of factness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it, it is, it's, it's fascinating to me. And yeah, like you said, the fact that, that this has always been around too, historically, mm-hmm. also lends to that there's truth to it for me. Yeah. Um, and then scientifically, if, if you want, really want to get the scientific connection uh joe dispenza is a valuable um author uh, to help you i've i've only just recently discovered him as well i started reading um i can never remember uh some oh breaking the habit of being yourself i have that in the next room <laughs> i started from the, yeah to from it. hay house they had mm-hmm. a, a set and i and i bought and i uh, his meditations are amazing and that's how our our friend maria is primarily battling exactly her cancer yeah and she and i were talking about uh, about him as well that yeah. she's been using that yeah so i i want to start like really what there is for me i think now is you know to move into i, I keep being pulled to say that i want to meditate but i haven't actually created it in my life Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, uh, that's probably next for me, but it, it was a wild experience. And, you know, uh, there was this part of me that was just right there. Yes, this is absolutely happening. Yes. It's made a difference. And then there's this part of me that's like, this is bullshit. <laughs> yep. Well, sure. Of course. Um, of course your and- humanity is like, nah, <laughs> you gotta poo poo it. Exactly. Uh, but so far this week, I have not had the same experience when mm. I have been up there. Um, although my daughter, my daughter saw her as well, and my daughter claims she's still there. Uh, so I'm curious. Uh, Elizabeth reached out and said, "You know, how's your house feel? Does it feel different?" Um, and so I did. I did mention that to her, and I said, "You know, what would what would explain that?" You know. Um, and so I, I haven't checked to see if she responded, but, but in that, um, I then also met, I meet once a month with, um, an intuitive healer mm. and, uh, she, she talks to spirit. So she talks to my spirit, right. And relays she's, she relays what my spirit wants me to know. And, um, I was talking to her yesterday and, and she, you know, I told her about about my experience uh on sunday um and and she said that my spirit wanted me to know that i am upgrading the energy in the house and that Mm. i'm running the energy through me 
And that's why I'm so tired. That's why, you know, that's why I've put growing my business on hold and that I shouldn't make myself wrong for that, that I'm, I'm nesting basically. And that, and that I'm running the energy of, you know, I mean, this is almost a hundred year old house. There's You're a like lot the dialysis of machine. Exactly. Uh, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, whoa. Like, you know, this isn't even something I even realized I was doing. Right. But, but the efforts are, you know, uh, removing the ghost allows for synchronicity of energy, right? Like that was actually pulling energy. Um, yeah. Which is why I reacted so strongly to it. So all of this is just so fascinating to me and, um, I'm really wow. looking forward to exploring a little more, you know, now that I, I know like that flickering in my eyes, you know, I know that that means that I'm grounded. And so I've tried a couple times lying in bed. I've tried to, to see if I could ground and I don't know if, if I have to be vertical or not. Um, but uh, I, I haven't been able to reproduce it the way it was on Sunday, but all of this is just, like I said, so fascinating wow. to me. And and I really, you know, there's so much more at play than, than we realize. And I've yeah. always felt that. Like, I've oh, always yeah. believed that. I'm with that. you. And. Um, Completely. Yeah. It's just, it's, and, and Dave saw, when I was in Germany, Dave actually saw a woman walk down our driveway. He was, he was mm. at the kitchen sink. He looked out the, he was looking out the window. He saw a woman walked down the driveway and he went outside to intercept her and, you know, see if he could help her. And there was no one there. And so I wonder if it was the same. Do the dogs ever do weird things? See, that's what I, you know, that's one of the things. Dogs are just, they have no concept of, of this dimension, that dimension, you know, they usually cats too. Um, yeah. You know, they'll like stare off into, and you're thinking they're staring off into space when actually they're looking at the woman or right. interacting with the woman in some way. Yeah. yeah I, I've been, I've been trying to, to look back, you know, now to see if, if I, and it could be, you know, sometimes midnight loves to play. So she's, she, no matter where I am, she's bringing me a toy. Um, and, right. you know, waiting expectantly. And so I was wondering, like, were there times when she maybe placed it next to me and didn't even look at me expectantly? But I, I don't, there, nothing jumps out. Right. But now, um, you know, there, you could pay attention and, you know. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's going to be one of your animals that is going to be closest to that in, in, intuitiveness. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the cats are mostly in Isabella's room now. So they, you know, they've barely even been in our room so right um but it's um yeah wow yeah. there's a reason why we were drawn to this house there's a reason yep. why their realtor kind of broke the rules and and came to my our realtor and said if they offered ten thousand more the house is definitely theirs you know i mean yeah all of that to me is just we were meant to be here and there really is like, I, I mean, it's so interesting that it, this does not occur as coming from me. This occurs as coming from elsewhere. Mm -hmm. There's the book, okay. like Mabel the house. Mm. 
wants to be written. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's something there, whether it's, you know, whatever that looks like, but there's something there that it wants to be documented and known and heard. Yeah. Label the house wants to be heard. Well, I started, I started by researching, you know, the, the woman who, whose estate we bought the house from and found out that she, she died in August, 2020. Um, so it took them. What was her first name? Virginia. Hmm. Um, and, um, so it took them almost a year to, to get the house on the market, which if it was like Elizabeth said, you know, hoarder situation, that makes sense. Um, and yeah, like I really, I am, I am a firm believer that the house has an identity. I've never felt that with any other house that I've lived in, Mm. but I really feel like she is so glad that we're here Mm. and like, she's a partner. And, you know, I know I've mentioned, right. Like the, the bathroom remodel was not very high on our list of priorities and it moved way up. And I think, you know, I've just created that Mabel is showing us what she needs to have fixed and, um, yep. And that to prevent you know, like she- bigger, because you know, that bathroom could have been a significant disaster. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like it could have completely, you know, trashed the house. Right. But yep. she's, she's grateful that we're here. We're not here to gut her and make her all shiny and new. We are here to, to just, you know, restore and upgrade heal. what there is and heal. Exactly. Yep. Um, and the land, two or three people have told me that the land that this house is built on is very positive energy and very healing so Mm. you know the fact that that many people have spoken specifically about the land people who are tuned in you know that that also to me is very affirming that it is true yeah um i've had at least two people tell me that the spirits in the house are are benevolent and um yeah so and then you know i have my daughter who actually sees them so (laughs) right wow it's uh yeah, it's uh, a wild ride we've got here and it's no just kidding. beginning. <laughs> I know. Here we are a year later. Happy anniversary. And um, you know, a year later and boy have we grown and expanded yeah. and and hope we've really provided well, there's that hope again. Um right? the intention that we set out for, which was that people could get something for themselves from us sharing what we have going on authentically. Yeah. And with the commitment to move through it. Right. Right. And you can really hear that for, for us, both of us today, right. You know, you, you attracted this, this dog into your life (laughs) and uh, it nearly broke you. (laughs) And And it's, it's, I feel like a Cadbury egg, right? (laughs) Like Easter is coming. There's a Cadbury egg. You got to break open that Cadbury egg to get to that wonderful middle. (laughs) okay awesome yeah and you know i'm very clear that i'm at the edge of some new learnings and discoveries and you know additions to my practice um, yeah or alterations even to my 
my practice. So, yeah. Um, Expansion. And it was, exactly. Right. And it's all perfect. And the fact yep. that I've really been drawn to focus more on the house, you know, that was affirmed yesterday by Christine and that made me feel much better. And, mm. and you know, I'm yeah. not supposed to be growing my business. I'm supposed to be anchoring so okay. that this healing land can can provide me with the energy and the yeah whatever is needed for the growth so yeah awesome well oh, another amazing episode yes we are off to niagara falls isabella's boyfriend is here visiting for spring break and he has never been out of the southeast of the u.s and so he was on his first plane and everything wow so we're off to niagara falls to show him that have a blast love, love you, you love you bye, bye.